This is the Hawthorne 73 Drive Podcast. Design, rigor, innovate, victory, everyone. What's driving you? Hey, everybody. Thanks for joining us on another episode of the D73 Drive podcast. I am one of your hosts, John Reed, the Director of Instructional Technology for the Hawthorne School District in Vernon Hills, Illinois. Hi, I am Karen Maturo, Assistant Superintendent of Innovative Learning. Thank you so much for joining us today. So if you listen to our first episode last week, we kind of had our intro to explain what this Drive podcast is. And so that's there, that's available for you. You can go back and listen to it. But I will real quickly just kind of give a, a reminder until we're a few episodes in, just so you can remember what Drive stands for. <laughs> Each week, you're going to get a different topic all along the, the letters of the word Drive. So this week, we're going to be talking about design, kind of how you can integrate technology in your classroom and design your lessons using that. R is for rigor. I is for innovate, V is for victory, and E is for everyone. And then once we finish D-R-I-V-E, we start it back up again, and you'll be back on to design again about five weeks from now. So, so that's what we got going on for this episode. This is the design episode, and the topic we're going to talk about today is using video to enhance your classroom and encourage student choice. Creating videos for your students is a great way to enhance your classroom instruction, encourage your students to take ownership over their learning. If you can remember all the way back to remote learning when the scary words of synchronous and asynchronous suddenly became part of our vocabulary, you might have started using video in your lessons more than you ever did. You might have been pulling a YouTube video here and there in the past, but I know quite a few people then started making some of their own videos and really started using it more because we were all on screens for a while. I was actually recently at one of my own child's open house nights at their school in a different district. And that was one thing the math teacher talked about was one of the positive things of remote learning was that they had started making a bunch of videos and they used those real short bite-sized videos so that as the kids were learning, they then had a repository of videos ready to go anytime a kid needed extra help, just needed to review a concept before test time, whatever the case might be. So now they have those videos to be able to use as many times as they want, and it's always available for the students pretty much 24-7. I've even seen some of our Hawthorne teachers using this. I, I know teachers in the middle school have done reteaching videos or extension videos or let's get kids excited about a topic video. We learned a lot about video creation when some of us went to LEAP which was about personalized learning and how to let kids take ownership of their own learning and go at the pace that they need to go at. So video helps you to do that. So kudos to some of our staff who are already like getting their feet wet and, and trying some videos. Yeah, and this is something that when you really think about the why of why it would be great to incorporate more video into your classroom or to have these, even if it's not used in the classroom itself, but to have these available for your kids when they go home and if they need to review something, a couple of the whys. Your content is available 24-7. Like okay. one, of the, one of the great things now is that all of our kids have devices that they take home. And so whether they've got iPads or Chromebooks, they can take those home, you know, they can search for resources. If they get stuck on a problem, they've got Google, they've got all kinds of play YouTube. If they didn't fully understand a lesson from earlier in the day, when that content is available to them anytime and anywhere, they don't have to tell their parents, well, I'll, I'll talk to my teacher in the morning. I'll get help in the morning. They could get help right then and there, especially if they have a video 
made by you. And if you are in the video yourself, and we'll talk about some different ways you can do that, that's even more meaningful for them. Mm -hmm. Mr. K, I believe his name was from my kid's high school. I remember hearing his voice every night after dinner because I had a, a struggling student. My daughter was struggling. She would rewind his voice over and over again, but talk about a great way to get some independent support. She would rewind, she would stop, be able to pause it, see what he was doing, watch it 25 times if she needed to in the privacy and at the time she wanted in her own home. So it was just an excellent tool. I, I loved watching him teach all of those lessons. And I learned a few things too. We, John and I talked about sometimes parents can't help. So think about the students that you have. No one is at home or mom and dad forgot. So there, the student doesn't have to rely on mom and dad, older brother and sister. The student actually has the teacher, the instructor there to watch again and again and again. I was, having been a language arts and social studies teacher, I, as a kid, I was always good at math. But I will tell you, my own kids, my, my son now in high school and my daughter in sixth grade, there are times where my daughter may ask for some help on some of her math. You don't know. And I don't necessarily remember it. You know, I have to go start Googling things myself to try to remember some of the sixth grade math stuff mm -hmm. that I haven't done in a few decades. So these these videos, when, when some of the teachers have videos available or they have some of these resources available, as a parent, that takes some of the stress off of me to have to try to go Google something or have to try to remember. And maybe I remember it incorrectly. Like I know there's a couple of times I've actually told my daughter the wrong way to do something or because math was being taught differently when I was learning math, yeah. it I didn't necessarily explain. We've talked about this a lot, but it's not all about the teacher creating the videos. You know, in, in my mind, as I see creation and innovation and design, I want the students creating the videos. So think about that student who may catch on very quickly and has completed their work or really has mastered it already. Yeah. Can that student or could that student partner or could that small group create the video? This is how we designed how to solve this problem. So I, then think about saving all of these videos through the years. Like how did kids do it in 1990 or 2000 and saving the videos and looking at all the variety of ways that students solved it or created their design and critiquing it. Which way was better? Who learned the best? How did we build on this? So I really like that use of video too. And we always talk about always pushing our teachers to become better and better, faster and faster. Video also works great for yourself, filming yourself, filming your students and seeing how they're reacting. We can't be everywhere, every corner of the room, so maybe you wanna watch groups work. And so with their permission, asking them, can, can I videotape you doing this? Working in a small group, or can you videotape me introducing this lesson and then critiquing and developing ways to improve? So there's so many uses for video, but John, how do we do it? How do we make it easy for teachers to use video in their design process? Yeah, so that's one of the things about the, the, the one piece too is that this is how a lot of students acquire knowledge naturally. And I will even admit for me, my yeah, daughter, whenever she wants to, my daughter does a lot of crocheting. Oh yeah. She goes Watch. straight to YouTube mm -hmm. and she watches all the videos. If I want to try to figure out how to do something, if I'm trying to repair something in our house, I am the least handy person I know. And so I'm constantly going to YouTube to try to figure it out. So video just is now relevant. Relevant and it's it's the way that people get their bite-sized learning. So 
a couple of things you can do, and we won't go in depth on this because it's going to be more helpful for you. Just listening to us explain something on a podcast where it's just audio may not be the best for you. So you may want to go check out some how-to guides. You may want to check out a YouTube video to help explain this. But if you look for resources related to the idea of flipped classrooms, you know, we're not necessarily saying go ahead and flip your classroom right. and do that whole process, but how they create videos for the flipped classroom is a great way to get started. A couple things that you have built in to the tools that you've already got. You can create slides or images that you can use in your videos using pages or Google Slides. So you can design it that way. Even Google Drawings is another great way to do that. But the way to kind of create your video, and, and one thing that a lot of those flipped classroom resources will always say is that it's always meaningful for the students when they actually see their own teacher's face. So you can pull up a Khan Academy yeah. video, you could do stuff like that. But when the student, especially the younger students, when they can see their own teacher's sure. face explaining it, then that is always a little bit more meaningful for them. So one of the great tools that you've got built into the devices that you have as a teacher here at Hawthorne is you've got iMovie. So if you have an iPad or if you have a MacBook computer, you have iMovie to be able to kind of quickly and easily create videos and it has a great feature where you can do a little picture in picture. Because like we said, it's important for you, the kids to be able to see your face. So you can record yourself kind of talking through your lesson. Again, keep those pretty short. I think a lot of times people tend to say whatever the age of your kids yep. is, mm -hmm. you shouldn't go over that many minutes. Five years old, five, but they do also say, no matter how old we are, and I'm not gonna say how old I am, don't go over 11 minutes like yeah. that before you turn and talk or do something. Keep else. it short. That's why we're trying to keep these episodes to about 10 minutes as well. So so there is a picture in picture feature on iMovie. Basically, you would put in your video of you know, wherever you've pulled the video from. Could be YouTube, could be something you filmed in the classroom. And then you are going to take a video where you film yourself explaining the lesson. And then you're going to kind of drag that and drop it on top of or over your, your main video that's there. And you'll. I will put in some resources here in the show notes because it's not going to do much good for us to kind of explain this to right. you verbally. You'll, you'll need to see it. So we'll drop some links in there for you, some helpful how-to guides from Apple. But iMovie is going to be one of the quickest and easiest ways for you to do that. Mm -hmm. So that, yeah. So is there anything else you wanted to say? I about? Just, if, if you like this idea, want to try a video, you know you can always contact John or myself. We would love to help you make this a reality. So drive fast but drive safely. Thanks for joining us on another episode of the D73 Drive Podcast. Design, rigor, innovate, victory, everyone. What's driving you?